The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. feeling is juicy joy 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 hey welcome i'm so glad you're here you are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hi there, joyful ones. I hope you had a beautiful week tuning into that spiritual sap we talked about last week and tending the garden of your inner landscape, since everything we want to create out there needs to first gestate in here. And that's what this season is perfect for. We are going to look at the very most important piece of that internal landscape today. The one piece that allows all the others to seamlessly fall into place. You are in for such a treat, my love bugs. Today we have my superstar, precious, adorable friend. I mean, I wish you could see this face. Scott Stabile. (laughs) Scott is one of my tippy top favorite voices in this I don't know what we're going to call it, this self-appointed band of love activists that have made the crazy commitment to dedicating ourselves to getting this world loved up, raising the vibe from one and all. I've hosted Scott many times in different ways over the recent years. He is the author of the books Big Love and Just Love and the founder of the Big Love Community, which is now located at Substack. So we'll be telling you all about that and how you can join him there. Hi, darling. Hey, love. I'm so happy to be with you. (laughs) You make me smile. Like, all I want to do is smile when I connect with you. (laughs) Back at you. We need to do this more. Smile therapy. Get the smile therapy going. So before we dive into our yummy, delicious conversation that I know we're about to have, I want to let you listeners know that Scott and I are both on faculty at the Institute for Creative Living, where a really special event is about to happen. If you're listening to this prior to February 2022, you will definitely want to go to instituteforcreativeliving.org to check out the online retreat, Heal and Create, where Scott and I both will be leading workshops along with Julia Cameron, author of The Artist's Way, our wildly talented mutual friend, Jacob Nordby, Stephen Farmer, who you heard on this podcast a few months back, and lots of other superstars. It's going to be a really special online retreat. And even if you're listening too late for that event, go check out the Institute for Creative Living, where all of us are on faculty, because something wonderful is bound to be brewing over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're thrilled to be a part of this. 
So what's top of mind for you today, friend? I think I told you I pulled some snippets of things that you've said that are in full resonance with all this work that we've been doing in Joy School and through the podcast. So I'm excited to read and invite discussion around those. But first, I want to just check in with your heart, see where you are today. Where am I today? Um, I'm in a good place. You know, I'm in the midst of a workshop. I'm at the halfway point of a workshop that I've been giving called Imagine It. And it's a visualization workshop. So it's three weeks and we're, we just crossed the halfway point today. And so I'm really, I'm really immersed in the, the power of visualization in general, which has been a tool that I love to play with in my life. And gathering in a group each morning with people and each day focusing on a different topic of visualization uh, is is really what's it's very present in my energy right now and uh, today we were we were focused on partnership like in intimate relationships and that's a juicy one it's a juicy one and it's also a really it brings up so much for people you know so i think i've been I've been feeling into how important our sense of self-worth is in terms of the relationships we invite into our lives, the relationships we allow in our lives and the relationships we stay connected to in our lives. And when we're, when we're really much more deeply in touch with how worthy we are and that our worth is inherent, it's not predicated on anything, on any accomplishment, on any ideas about what we are. It's, it's inherent in our birth that we will be worthy until we die. And when we really come into that understanding, um, what we create in our lives changes in a really beautiful way. And it impacts all the relationships we have, because when we, when we're moving through our lives, not connected to our worth or feeling that we're somehow not enough and not worthy, we, we invite a response to that energetic signature and the, the, the reflection that we receive is not what any of us are looking for. And, and that can feel heavy and depleting, but the, but the opposite is true. And that's what's so energizing and invigorating is that we, when we can really come to understand we are so beautifully, inherently, divinely worthy as we are, period. And we move through our lives from that place, what gets reflected back to that energetic signature is it's life-changing, you know? And so that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, I love that thought. That's that's what a lot of uh, a lot of my listeners are thinking about too. I know, and I love the way you you know you kept saying when we get that understanding, and um, I think something that that I've noticed is that the understanding isn't that difficult. Like people will hear those words and say, I understand that. Yeah, I get that. But then there are various levels of what we call the kerklunk in joy school where the understanding isn't just a mental understanding, but it really lands in your heart and you feel it in your body as a different energetic way that you're moving through the day and your default patterns start to switch up. And and yeah. do you find that repetition is the, the best way to kind of get that spiral kerklunked? I love Kerklunk, first of all. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's practice. It's, and, and I really believe that anything we practice that we get better at. So if you're intentionally practicing at loving yourself, you're going to get better at loving yourself. If you're intentionally practicing at 
being aware of those moments where you're living out of alignment with your self-worth and reminding yourself in those moments, this is a lie. I'm attaching myself to a lie of my mind, a lie that is telling me I'm somehow unworthy. And, and it really registered for me, Lisa, a, a while ago, but that that is, it's an impossibility to be unworthy when I really understood like, oh my gosh, I am, I'm aligning with this false belief that I'm unworthy when I don't even believe that's possible for any human being on the planet because it's, it doesn't, that it doesn't exist. It's not true. If you we're all worthy, period, you're born worthy, period, like accept that. And then you, and then you stop engaging with those false voices, those false notions, those false beliefs that are somehow trying to tell you you're not enough. I just don't play with that anymore because I understand it to be untrue. So why am I going to give my energy over to the thoughts of my mind that are untrue? And I say that, but when we start paying attention and bringing awareness, you start to realize, oh my goodness, so many of our thoughts are untrue. Any thought, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, I have been believing these things for years that hold no truth. And right. and to those to those you listening, do you call them love bugs? What do you call it? Oh, the I call truth? them honey's love bugs. Okay, please. all of it. All right. They're, they're my darling. All you they lovers know. out there listening, <laughs> it's it is one of the most freeing and invigorating realities to understand your mind our minds lie to us constantly and we simply don't have to believe the lies we can watch we can watch it we can observe it if we want to but don't believe it it's not necessary it's not a rule oh i love that perfectly dovetails with the the work that we do and coincidentally or not it's one of the the quotes that i had pulled out that i wanted to read of yours it's incredibly freeing to acknowledge my own ignorance and to let go of the compulsion to be right at all costs what a gift it is to be brave enough to say i don't know and braver still to admit i was wrong my listeners know i never shut up about perception how our whole lives were just swimming through a sea of perception totally oblivious to all the potential reality that's just not making its way into our experience because of that tiny little percentage of perception that gets past our filters and that's true of all that out there but most especially important true about the beliefs that we we have come to about ourselves just because they happen to haphazardly land in our belief filter before we knew that we could take control of it do anything about it yeah i love that you shared that quote too today because of the because of what we're seeing in the world because mm. of the the polarization and disconnection that i feel we're seeing on in in the most intense way ever in part of course because we have so much access to social media and media and information so everything feels exacerbated but if we can if if we can get out of our stubborn obsession with being right and and needing to know and have all the answers and if we can release ourselves from that addiction we automatically open ourselves up to people in a more generous way we automatically open ourselves up to the humanity in others in a more generous generous way we automatically come into a place of compassion and empathy inside of ourselves that actually stands to create deeper connection and real healing you know lisa i i suspect we agree on this it's like 
if there is not a component of love, there is no chance for real healing. Love has to be a part of the recipe. There are so many change agents on this planet. There are so many things that will create change. And we see that all the time, but only, only love and all that love invites, only that has the power to create real healing in my, my belief. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love is what we are at our core. When we get yeah. rid of everything else that just lets that love surface, we talk sometimes about the, the primitive brain. And um, yeah. I, do you think that our that default tendency to make others of people is just that leftover? We think that keeps us safer. We, we talk about how, you know, back in, in caveman days, which again was just like a blip ago in human history, you know, yeah. it, it, there were so many dangers that were a threat to, to our well-being, to our survival and perpetuation as a species that we, we became, we, our brains became trained to look for danger and, and, and look for all these horrible things out there because that kept us safe. And now we've evolved way past that in our circumstances, but our brains haven't caught up. So we still have that programming. And, and we have to learn to like disarm that alarm system. Yeah, we still have that programming and it gets conditioned into us from the time we're young children still by our caretakers, by our governments, by society at large, by our churches, by everything. Everything is programming us to other people and to see in people who are not like us, who do not think like us, who do not, do not love like us, to see them in some way as a threat. And, you know, I, I'm, I feel, it's so funny because the things that deplete me the most are also there the the opposite excites me the most and in both things are alive all the time so it's very it feels so depleting so debilitating to look at the way we are showing up for one another as human beings on this planet it is disgusting it feels just so so like unevolved and lacking consciousness and then the other side of that I can't think of a time in my life where I feel and see more people standing up for love and real connection and and not dehumanizing others, but but connecting through compassion with one another. So it's like, but I'm aware of both things. It's like both we're we're feeling the extremes of both things, and it's it's destabilizing in moments like we're living at a, an incredibly destabilizing moment in time and so for me when i'm feeling that inside i always come back to myself essentially like what choices can i as an individual be making that will help me feel more grounded that will help me feel more rooted in love and compassion because ultimately all we have control over are the choices we're making all we have control over is how we are choosing to show up within the realm of everything else that's going on and trust that by showing up in love and i know i know you don't and i know i don't though i know it is received sometimes like this we are not when we're speaking about love with all of our excitement and passion about it it's not just from this ooey gooey woo woo place it's from a deep understanding of the power of love like when i talk about love i am grounded in an understanding about how powerful love is to create change first and foremost within me and then within our world right so so when i'm feeling destabilized when i'm feeling powerless when i have moments of hopelessness when i look outside of myself at this world 
the 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 directive is go back go within get back into your heart get back into love touch the people in your life you're able to touch who are right in your in your circle our dear friend jacob always talks about bringing it back home to your immediate circle and understanding that by doing so we are not only impacting ourselves in a necessary and powerful way we're impacting everyone we touch and that just it transcends love is always transcending love is so it the abundance of love is so big that it is never about the moment of reception or the moment of, of offering. It is always transcending that moment. It's always growing. It's always expanding. And so I trust in that. And what I trust in most deeply is that I feel the best when I am aligned with love. I feel most grounded. I feel most at peace. And I am a wildly selfish person when it comes to how I want to feel. I want to feel good in my life. I want to be joyful in my life. And for me, love is the like the most direct path to that good feeling, joyful place, which is why I, as, as often as I'm able, bring myself back to it. And then you fall off the love train and then you get back on as quickly as possible and keep charging forward. Oh, I love how you stated that. That is so beautiful, Scott. I feel that when you talk about it. it it's like that um, the duality is, is just everything is up. And, and I, I totally understand what you mean about, you know, is, is the world getting better or worse? I totally believe it's getting better. But uh, one, of, one of the groups that I counsel is uh, transgender youth because, you know, my daughter's transgender and this is a special segment of the population to my heart cutting edge of oppression and they think it's a horrible hostile world and I'm like but you guys it's getting better all the time here's why and here's why and here's why and they're like nope here's why and here's why and here's why and they come back with all these horrible statistics why it's a horrible world but I know just from you know the acceptance level from when I was a kid to now I mean we're we're moving toward a better world even in the news I think you know things like the the me too movement you know when that first started I was like what are like guys just not allowed to be jerks anymore? Like everybody knows guys are jerks. Like it just seems like all of a sudden it's against the law to be a jerk. Like these things that have been coming to the surface are just progress forward. We're going to keep moving toward more love, even if it feels like a painfully slow step-by-step movement. We're definitely inching in that direction. But the whole the whole stick, as Abraham would say, you know, everything exists on a, a spectrum. And the whole stick is like up in the air for us to to look at now the the ugly end of it and the beautiful end of it and you're right it's just where do we want to position ourselves vibrationally on that stick the whole thing exists it's all there we can pick where we want to be on that on that scale yeah and 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 what you're speaking to even even the fact that you are in a group with a group of transgender youth when did you see groups of transgender youth like like 10 years ago that is a sign that there is there's serious progress happening that that people are becoming more okay with being who they are in the world and yes what the youth are are showing you in the statistics too is that it is a a wildly violent and oppressive world in many ways for transgender youth like both things are true and i don't think that we need to 
I'm not a big fan of denial. I don't think denial serves anything. And I don't think that we have to deny the fullness of the reality in order to stay vibrationally connected to what it is we are striving to create, right? We can, we can look at the whole picture and still make a very intentional conscious decision. I will be a voice of love in this moment. I will be a voice of compassion in this moment. I will continue with everything I have inside of myself to continue to move the energies forward in alignment with more and more and more love because I believe with everything I have that that's what's going to continue to create deeper healing on our planet. Hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we can only do our part, but you know, we always talk about vibration here and, and our vibration actually absolutely scientifically provenly does go out and affect those around us not just our inner circle but the kid making our deli sandwich everybody that we interact with that day and then from their vibration being raised it's going to be exponential in, in that direction and if every one of us does it what is the um Thich Nhat Hanh, I think, said if everybody swept their own doorstep, the whole world would be clean. It's like that's all we have to do is, ah, is take beautiful. care of our little part. Yeah, and if you ever doubt how impactful you are, just consider any number of moments in your life, today, yesterday, years ago, where you were affected by the energy of another person in a good way or in a bad way, right? It's like if you ever doubt that you are not powerful in what how you're able to affect this world you only need to consider how affected you have been by people in your life by strangers on the street by the new you know like a news segment right it's like we are we are wildly powerful in our capacity to to touch others wildly powerful and we've all had those moments yeah absolutely and I love what I know you always bring it back to, and, and I do a lot as well. Um, you, you mentioned in one of your Substack articles that the Buddha said, if you truly loved yourself, you could never hurt another. And, mm. and you know, we, so many of us are so much better at loving other people than we are at loving ourselves. Um, my, my listeners did a practice a few weeks ago where they started listening to that voice in their heads, you know, paying attention to what it said and any time that it judged them or, you know, was being nasty in any way, they would do a pattern interrupt. But I love what you uh, wrote in your, your sub stack about the very <clears throat> simple little uh, practice that you do. I'd love for you to tell the listeners about that because that's just so sweet and to the point and, and all we really need to do. Oh, is it the honey one? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I can read it if you'd yeah. like. Or... <laughs> no, I'll say this is, this is truly one of my most constant refrains in my daily life is um, just reminding myself. I say to myself all the time, it's okay, honey, you're human. And for me, that is just a very gentle and graceful way to show myself compassion and love when I'm making a choice that might not be the healthiest choice for myself or when I'm thinking thoughts that might not be the healthiest or I'm reacting. And again, I don't say that to myself to as a means of justifying awful behavior. It's like you don't murder somebody and then tell yourself it's okay, honey, you're human. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like I, the greatest gift I, I give to myself on a daily basis is my love. 
And yes, it's true what you said, Lisa, that a lot of people are, are it's easier to love others than to, to love ourselves, but the energy of love is within us. And it's not that energy that's making any distinctions. The energy of love is available to us in all ways for our to direct it ourselves or to direct it other people. And so as with everything, and this is how we started our conversation with practice, you get much better at loving yourself with intention, you get much better at loving yourself. So I don't, it is, I have a lot of stuff I'm working on in my life. I haven't mastered many things, but I would say the thing that I've been closest to mastering in my life is self-love. And I am very rarely mired in self-abusive thoughts because the moment I'm aware that's what I'm doing, I offer myself something different. I say to myself, it's okay, honey, you're human. Whatever you're experiencing now is totally okay and totally human to experience it. And I love you and I've got my back. And imagine how much more courageous we become in our lives. Imagine how much more willing we are to be with our fears and move forward anyway, if we know that on the other side of it, whether we, we fail, whether we're rejected, no matter what happens, we will be there for ourselves, stroking our shoulders, telling us it's okay, honey, I love you, I've got you. You're beautiful, you're worthy, you're enough. Like we can all become that voice for ourselves in the way the way it changes our lives, it's, it's indescribable, right? It sets us up to just to, to take risks on ourselves, to take chances on ourselves in a wholly different way. And it also, coming back to what we started with self-worth, the more you love yourself, the more centered you are in your worth. The more centered you are in your worth, the more naturally you love yourself. And, and the more naturally you move through your life in a way that invites possibilities and connections that are reflective of that self-love. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't do it for that reason, but that's the happy side effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No one can love it's you all more good. Than like all you. of the self-love only serves. And and the, the quote you read of the Buddha is one of my favorite quotes because it is a reminder for me, because sometimes, and I'm sure some of your listeners, we we trip up on the, the selfishness aspect of self-love. People get so caught up in being selfish. And I I mean for me, self-love is the most beautiful selfishness we can exhibit because anytime you are loving yourself, you're automatically going to show up for others with more love in your heart. It's just what happens. It's the only possibility. Yeah, it's the old Anisnin. We don't see the world how, how they are. We see them as we are. We don't see others as they are. We see them as we are. If we love us, Absolutely. it's really easy to love others. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's no more worthy goal to master than that. So, you know, yeah. if you still have a little to-do list going, I'd still say good on you if that's the one that's been at the top of it that you've gotten the closest yeah. to <laughs> <Thank> mastering. <you. laughs> I have to just read a few of your words because they just made my heart open so much. This is so sweet. Cool. This is Thank this you. is what Scott says about being human. We don't expect cars to fly us across the Atlantic or to fly us anywhere. Cars drive. That's what they do. We don't condemn lions for eating gazelles. We might feel sad, sure, especially if we're watching it happen, but lions eat gazelles. It's what they do. I've never screamed at my oven to make me a smoothie or at my blender to bake me some bread. We are okay with things acting as they are designed to act, except when it comes to ourselves, to human beings. We humans are insane. We are envious, jealous, blameful, spiteful, unforgiving, vulgar beings. Sure, we're a lot of beautiful things too, but let's focus on the ugly so I can make my point. If we can learn to accept ourselves, the fullness of our humanity, all the beautiful and ugly bits, we are much more likely to generate love and create peace 
with ourselves and with all the other hideous, gorgeous humans out there. <laughs> I love hearing you read my words. That's oh my so gosh. <laughs> I love reading your words. I get goosebumps. That is what is waiting for y'all if you go visit Scott at Substack. So maybe it's a good moment to plug that. How do they get this this juiciness, mister? Yeah, it's my my Substack page is scottstabile.substack.com. And it's uh, I started it a couple months ago and it's really where I'm I, I, it's really where I want to direct almost all of my energy, kind of move it away slowly from social media and more into Substack. But everything, I'd say 94% of what's on Substack is only there. The writings, the meditations, the video stuff. So um, yeah, come find me there. Well, well worth the tiny incremental investment that uh, that I saw. It's free. It's it. actually free, but it you can choose a paid subscription. Oh, okay. So we'll do everything's that. being do offered that, for free. Choose a yeah, paid subscription. Choose, choose a paid subscription. <laughs> and I, I will say, since we're plugging it, um, I'm going to be offering several workshops uh, this year, two-hour workshops. The first is coming up soon that I'm uh, going to be offering for free to any paid subscribers to my Substack. Nice. Yeah. So there's incentive if you need it. I didn't. Okay. I, I should have looked more closely, but I think I saw something about $7 a month or some like crazy little nothing, right? Isn't yeah. Like for the, the paid subscription. The entry yeah. level paid subscription. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So yeah, we, we covered just organically a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about, the the um, polarity we we addressed and you had written some beautiful things there about others and I like how you use the word other as a verb like we will other those people over there meaning make them different from us yeah it's just not necessary you know the the thing Lisa that that I've learned again and again is that you know we can choose love no matter what and I say that not because it's easy to do it's much easier to judge people it's much easier to hate people especially people who are doing things in the world or saying things that you perceive to be really awful right and what i've come to learn is that there's no downside to loving it's like i can stand up for i can be an activist I can be standing up for the causes that are most important to me that might be counter to what other people are saying and doing out there. And I can do so with a loving and compassionate heart. And it doesn't, not only does it not take away from my activism, not only am I not squelching anything that I feel called to voice, but I'm not toxifying my emotional and physical body by holding on to hatred of other human beings, right? It's not a necessary component of anything. It's not a necessary component of, of activism, of relationships, of politics. It's not, we don't need to hate each other. We don't need to dehumanize each other. And anytime we do, we're only adding fuel to this 
awful fire that we all see burning and we all can't stand. Like we all complain about the polarization and the dehumanization. Well, let's not participate in it. Let's say and do what we feel called to say and do. And remember that we can still choose love no matter what. Right. We're vibrational creatures in a vibrational universe creating from where we put our attention and focus. And, and, and why would we be creating that when we can choose not to? And you said Absolutely. earlier, you said that you think it's, well, not you think, but you said it can feel like it's easier to to hate than to, to choose love. Don't you think that's just because we've habituated it because of all those lies we've been told? I think our truest nature is, is to love. Our truest, it's actually easiest to love. It's just breaking those patterns, breaking those habituated default settings, which means coming back to it again and again. hundred percent. It's a, like, for me, it's, a, it's, it's the energetic difference between the mind and the heart. The mind is commanding us to love always. That's the only, that's the only directive I receive from my heart ever is just love. And you can be like, even that one. Yep. Everyone, <laughs> there's no, no exceptions, no conditions. But we, we have been conditioned to be directed by our mind. So we are going, it, our mind can be the most beautiful thing in the world if we allowed it to, to act in the assistant role. If we can allow ourselves to be led by our heart and how our heart is informing us to move through life. And then we have our mind for like the logistics, making the plans, coming up with some really imaginative stuff, but we have it backwards. We're being led by our minds and led by our ego. And in my experience, my understanding of how this all works is that my mind always wants to be in control. And the way my mind knows to stay in control is through fear and insecurity. And so anytime my heart is just like love, 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 my mind and ego are freaking out. It's like, wait, the heart's in control. I need to take back the reins. Let's judge this person. Let's hate this person. Let's let's go into a self-abusive mode, like whatever it takes for a mind to, to be driving the car. And so yeah, it's just conditioned. It's just learned. And because it's learned, we can unlearn it. Babies are not operating from a place of hatred. This is something that we learn along the way. And, and for me, I, I feel hopeful because I realize like anything that I've learned along the way, I can unlearn. Absolutely. It's untrue. And, and anything that fuels hatred is untrue. And, and somehow tricks us into thinking that that keeps us safe when it does the opposite. It just puts our yeah. energetic focus on something that we're not wanting so that we're just feeding energy into it and creating more of the same. Absolutely. We don't have to do it. There's no rule. Even if you've been conditioned for a lifetime, there's no rule that says you have to keep feeding the energies that are only creating for you more anxiety, more fear, more disconnection. We can stop. Get off that Ferris wheel. It's not a. It's not the. It's not the joy wheel. <laughs> Get yourself on the joy and love wheel. Your life will be better for it. It reminds me one of my joy schoolers. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Came up with this great analogy of you know like when you're a little kid and you're in the kiddie pool and you're like going around and around with your friends and then you stop and you can just kind of tuck in and and ride that wave around. And she's like, that's yes. what that's what our day to day life is. That's what being out there in the world is. Is we're just caught up in this like current. And yeah. so it takes dedicating yourself to creating a different current, grabbing onto the side of the kiddie pool 
uh, Kitty Pool, doing things like join Scott's Substack, come into my Oasis Year of Joy program, go to the Heal and Create Retreat. You have to intentionally put yourself in a different current to create any kind of a balance because otherwise the current out there is not one that you want to be be riding around in. Yeah, and, and to what you're saying, I really believe the first step is awareness. The first step is getting off autopilot, checking in with yourself, really feeling into how you are feeling and what choices you're making in your life and how they're making you feel. And if we if we did no other thing, Lisa, than just paid attention to our choices and gave more energy to the choices that made us feel good, did more of those things and started eliminating one by one the choices that don't feel good, we would change our lives overnight. Right. It, it, it is work in that we have to be intentional about it and we have to actually act. It's not enough just to think about making these changes or being more intentional. You have to do it. Um, but it is the kind of work that the benefits of it, they present themselves so, so readily that it keeps you energized. It's like you realize, oh, I'm not doing that thing that I was doing that made me feel like crap anymore. And I'm not feeling like crap as often. So maybe I'll keep keep this up, right? <laughs> it's pretty, it can be one plus one equals two in terms of the, the ease when you really start to bring your awareness to it. That's what it's about. It's about becoming the observer, noticing yeah. what what's bringing certain feelings and what what you can do differently. Thank you, thank you, thank you, beautiful friend. Oh, thank you for having me, love. Could, Thanks for this time. Could talk to you forever. I know. All right, we'll do it again soon. Thank you, okay. love you. Love you too. Okay, I think you can guess what I'm going to suggest for your home play this week. If you've been listening sequentially, you already have some experience with becoming the observer of that voice in your head. As Scott says, that voice can be such an asshole. <laughs> so your practice this week is to catch it when it's being an asshole. When it's telling you anything at all that is unkind about you, you're going to observe that and catch it. And you're going to tell your precious own self, it's okay, honey, you're human. Maybe you even want to conjure up Scott's voice in your head to say it to you. He says it so sweetly. And yes, this is a tool, but it's more than that. It's true. You're human and that's enough. You're enough. You might have to remind yourself of that a thousand times before you get the real kerklunk on it. That's okay. Let's start this week right now. As always, if you'd like some personal attention with this work, I invite you to my Oasis group. We meet every week live online and the love and support and miracles that happen there, it's beyond description. You just have to come see for yourself. We're enrolling now for the Year of Joy program, and of course, we'd love to welcome you. You're also invited to find Scott on Substack and to check out the instituteforcreativeliving.org for the Heal and Create online retreat this February. Any and all of these things will keep you in the energy of the love that you are, the joy that you came here to experience. I'll see you next week, my darlings. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. 
If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. How long have I walked through my life like I was asleep? Once I found inside my heart that you were always, you were always here. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.